Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, y'all, let's do it. First Corinthians chapter 9. Got the little instrumental praise music in the back. Kind of just puts me at ease. I don't know if you can hear it, maybe a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're journeying through the New Testament. We're in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 today. And um, let's see what God has to say to us. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for being a part. Um, you know what we do? We read, we pray. We change the world. Because the word of God changes us when we're part of the world. So when we change, guess what happens? The world changes. Just like that. All right, let's let's do it. Chapter nine, verse one. Let me turn down that praise. Let me turn down that instrumental praise right there, right there. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Um, now remember, Paul's right before this. Paul's trying to tell them not to, you know, not, they don't just because they have the right to do everything, they don't have to do it. Just because everything's permissible doesn't mean everything's beneficial. Food sacrificed to idols. Yeah, strictly speaking, don't food doesn't mean that food to those idols doesn't mean anything because idols don't exist. But sometimes you gotta re, you gotta restrain um, your rights for a greater purpose. That's what Paul's saying. It's like, am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? He saw him in a vision. He didn't see him personally, but he saw him in a vision. Wrote to Damascus. Are you not the result of my work in the Lord? Even though I may not be an apostle to others, surely I am to you. See, they were trying to diss Paul. They were trying to diss him. They didn't really want, they, they, they were sure they weren't, some of them weren't showing him respect. And Paul's like, look, you, you ain't, you're not even a church. You're not even around. You don't even know, you ain't even heard the gospel had it not been for me. And I'm definitely an apostle to you. Even though I may not be an apostle to others, but nah, I may not have ministered to other people, but you, you, I did. Surely I'm an apostle to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. You're a living testimony. You're, the fact that you exist, the fact that a Corinthian church exists, the fact that you know Jesus is a testimony that for sure I'm an apostle. Verse three. Welcome, everybody. Daily podcast, morning prayer. You know what we do? Verse three. We dig in the word. We hear what God has to say. That's what we do. Verse three. This is my defense to those who sit in judgment on me. Don't we have the right to food and drink? Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us, as do the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or is it only I and Barnabas who lack the right to not work for a living? So Paul's just laying out some rights here, right? He's saying, here's some rights I got. He said, don't we have a right to eat and drink? And he's specifically talking about um, having the churches support his ability to eat and drink. 
as an apostle. He'll talk more about this in just a minute. But as an apostle, don't I have a right to uh, eat and drink based on gifts and offerings? The church is supporting me. Don't I also have a right to believe, bring along a believing wife? As do the other apostles, like Peter. Peter, bring his wife. Or is it only Barnabas and I that we can't we can't, we can't uh, be supported by the churches or bring a believing wife along? Like no, his his point is we have these rights too. We have these rights. Interestingly enough, in Corinth, Paul was looked down on because he refused to receive um, support from the church. Um, all the other apostles presumably received support from the churches that they founded, that they ministered to. Um, but Paul, um, he will say it pretty uh, clearly, uh, refused to receive um, anything for a greater purpose. He just he just did. Um, verse seven. Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who provides for the soldier, the country, right? The nation. Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? You're going to, you know, you work in the vineyard, you're going to enjoy some of the fruit of your labor. Who tends to a flock and doesn't drink the milk? <laughs> Put your little glass of milk under there. <laughs> Fresh milk. <laughs> oh, Fresh milk. A little warm, but fresh milk. Uh, do I merely, do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law say the same thing? The law of Moses. For it is written in the law of Moses. Do not muzzle an ox while it's treading out grain. So ox are working. Don't cover up his mouth so he can't eat. Is it about... And oxen that God is concerned, of course. No, because the ox can't read that. <laughs> That's for people. <laughs> You're someone to go show your ox. My ox been reading this, and the ox is like, hey, 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 you can't be Muslim. No, it's not written for an ox. Ox can't read that. That's written for people. Surely he says this to us, for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us, because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in hope of sharing in the harvest. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right to support from you, shouldn't we have it also? Paul's making the point. I mean, um, this is the case that is made for, you know, support, financial support and pastoral ministry. You know, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> it's a conflict of interest. <laughs> it's a conflict of interest right now. But yeah, the idea is you, that's why churches, Pay ministers. That's right. We are we, we some oxes. You gotta pay your ox, people. Pay your pay your ox. <laughs> don't don't muzzle him. <laughs> some of you might want to muzzle me some some mornings. You're like, you gotta muzzle that ox. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know he's supposed to eat, but he, he, he don't. we need to muzzle him. Yeah, that's the idea. Right? Now, can a pastor uh, you know willfully decline of course of course if it is better for the gospel if it's better for the church for the pastor to decline compensation he of course he or she is free to do that 
Um, yeah. Um, verse 12. If others have this right of support from you, should we, shouldn't we have it all, ha have it all the more? Why? Because we're apostles. If others have this right to receive offerings from you, shouldn't we have even more? But his point is leading up to, but I decline, I, I refuse to accept this. I refuse to uh, exercise this right. Remember, he just told, he's just tried to argue with them before, you know, that there are sometimes you got to, you got to forfeit your rights for something, for a greater purpose. Now he's using him, himself as an example. He's saying, look, here's some things I have a right to. I have a right to receive, bring a believing wife along with me. I have a right to uh, receive materially from the churches that I've uh, poured into spiritually, uh, you know. But we did not use this right, verse 5, or verse uh, 12. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. We just didn't want, we just didn't want to, we, we thought it was better not to receive. Verse 13. Do you know that those who serve in the temple get their fruit food from the temple, and that those who serve at the altar share in what is offered at, on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel <laughs> should receive their living from the gospel. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. You got to, you know, those who preach the gospel should receive their living by the gospel. And there's good reason for that. Why? Because you're invested. You're in. You're committed, you're reliant, you're dependent. Um, you're part of the community. You're you're you are you are invested. You uh, <clears throat> you care, you know. Rather than just you know just a fly-in preacher and you just preach and there's no uh, material connection to the church. Um, there's not the same kind of depth and commitment and devotion. But those who are. But when there's a material com commitment, um, the deep, it's a deeper commitment. You know, I tell our kids, man, tell our kids now they're getting grown. You know, it's like, hey, you know, coming to a decision to tithe for you ought to be the e is the easiest decision of your life. Because everything you've ever had in your whole life has been provided to you primarily by faithful people who've given to Jesus. <clears throat> everything. Everything, everything our kids have, everything we have, 90% of, I mean, Christy has a job and I have a second job, but suffice it to say, the majority of everything we have has been the direct result of faithful people tithing their money to the local church. So I'm telling our kids all the time, look, that ought to be the easiest decision of your life. You, you don't have nothing without the faithfulness of Jesus's people. <laughs> so... So it ought to be easy. You didn't even have to, you didn't even got to pray about it. You should be tithing. So, so we're very thankful for that. That fortunately we've been in churches that have always treated us well. We didn't always start out with a lot. I tell people, you know, you've heard my story before. If you've heard sermons, you know, we went to Virginia Beach. It was a small church, man. They did the best they could and they, they were generous with what they had. But Small church, small budget, small salary. That's how it goes. 
So Christy and I moved to Virginia and when we first started, it was $32,000 a year. 32 for me, Christy and Casey. But they were faithful. They continued to help and increase and we made it work. But there was a devotion. There was a commitment. We were, we were in it. Uh, yeah, so we have a lot to be thankful for. <clears throat> um, verse 15. But I have not used any of these rights, and I am not writing this in hope that you will do su such things for me. I'm not, I don't, don't, um, don't, um, don't think, Paul's saying, don't think I'm writing this because I'm about, you know, the <laughs> I'm about to ask you for some money. That's what he's saying. Don't think here it comes. Here it comes. He's about to ask him for some money. No, Paul. No, no, no. No, I'm not asking you for any money. I'm not writing this in hope that you will do such things for me, for I would rather die than allow anyone to deprive me of this boast. I actually enjoy this. I enjoy being able to say that I, Barnabas and I make our own money. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast since I'm compelled to preach. It's just God, man. God called me to preach. Why should I boast about it? Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. I feel that way, man. Um, you know, like um, like this morning Bible study. I mean, I love this. I love doing this. I love talking about the Bible. I love sharing it with you. I love you guys being us doing this together. I love this. You know, this isn't this isn't like a job requirement. <laughs> it's not like it's not like the elders said, "Hey, and in twenty twenty, you shall do a morning." Uh, Bible study because it's part of your job requirement. No, not at all. We have great elders, but they didn't they didn't lay that down. This is something I'd love to do. And so I, I really resonate with woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. If I didn't work in a church, I'd still be preaching the gospel somewhere. If I didn't work in the church, if I had a totally different job doing something totally different, I'd still be finding a way to tell people about Jesus and try, trying to find a way to teach the, the word of God. That's it, man. If I preach voluntarily I, have a, voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and to make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. That's what he's trying to do. <clears throat> Verse 19. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone. Why? What? I, so again. He has what? He's he's taken on responsibilities. He's he's um, relinquished some rights. For what purpose? Right there, man. To win as many as possible. It's all about Jesus. It's all about winning people to Jesus. It's not about rights. It's not about what I get, what I don't get. It's about how can I help people become more like Jesus. How can I help people know and, and see his goodness and his greatness? Awesome. Um, verse 20. To the Jews, I became like a Jew. A, a devoted Jew, right? When I'm around Jewish people, I, I devote myself to the Jewish customs. Because I have to? Nope. Not because I have to. Do I have to do all those Jewish customs? Nope. Don't have to. Um. 
I become like one having the law. No, uh, to those not having the law, Gentiles, I become like one not having the law. Though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law. So when I'm around the Gentiles and they don't have the word of God, um, I live like they live. Not in their sinful lifestyles, but you get it culturally. I connect with them. I relate to them. Because I don't, I'm not under, I'm under Christ's law always. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the love, man. All the love y'all sharing on there. Appreciate that. Um, verse 22. To the weak, I became weak to the, win the weak. Spiritually immature, right? Weak is those who are spiritually immature. So to those who are spiritually immature, I start where they are. To the weak, I become weak. I've become all things to all people so that by all possible means, this is one you, need, you should underline if you haven't already. I haven't underlined it yet in this Bible, so I'm going to do it right now. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. Man, I love that. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. Now, he realistic, though, right? He doesn't say, I become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save everybody. No, he know better than that. <laughs> he knows better than that. <laughs> He's like... So that I might save some. I know I won't save everybody. I know some people won't hear it. I know some people won't receive it. I know some people won't relate to me and my personality and my style. Won't really relate to the way I share the gospel. But I'm going to go become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. Man, I'll tell you what. We need to have that kind of passion. All of us, right? Verse 24. <clears throat> well, verse 23. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I might that I, that I, I may share in its blessings. Verse 24. Do you not know that in the race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? So now he's, you know, he's using a sports analogy now. Remember, the Isthmian Games were huge in Corinth, second only to the Olympics in terms of popularity and, uh, and notoriety and um, engagement. It was a huge sporting event, Isthmian Games in Corinth. So Paul is using a sporting analogy, which he does quite often. Which I love, by the way. <laughs> Do you not know that all run that all that all in a race? Let me try it again. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Well, I don't know. That's those those, those two guys, the two guys in the Olympics where they shared the gold medal. <laughs> that was sweet. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Jamie. I love that. This morning Bible study is the reason I'm saved. Man, praise God. Man, that's Jesus. That's Jesus, man. Um, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. All those guys, all those people, you know, not to not to downplay what they achieved in the Olympics, but those medals, they're gonna tarnish, they're gonna fade. But what we're competing for, eternal life, what we're trying to lead people into, salvation is a crown that never fades. Praise God. So verse 26, therefore I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. I'm not like air fighting, you know? No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it a slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself might not be disqualified for the prize. What are you saying? You say, man, I do whatever it takes to see people come to Jesus. 
And I apply the principles to my own life so that he's using the example of like a, 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 a basically like an official, like a, like our kind of like an umpire of a game. Like he's saying, I'm not only one who announces the rules of the game. He's like, as an apostle, I'm kind of announcing the rules of the game, right? I, 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 I tell you what it means. I, I've been commissioned by God to talk about what it means to be a follower of Jesus as an apostle. I'm, I'm kind of like, a, you know, put on the, uh, put on the official hat, you know, I'm going to tell you how the rules of the game and the way the game's played and how you win and how you score. But at the end of the day, I'm also a player. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a player, but I'm a player. <laughs> Right. Paul's like, I'm not just the official. I'm not just the apostle who's got to tell you the rules of the game. He's like, I am a player. I'm a guy on the field and I want to also compete in the contest to win the prize. I don't just want to tell you how it's supposed to be done. I want to also compete as to win a prize. So he's saying as an apostle, I don't just want to tell you this is how you get to heaven. This is what you, this is how you should live your life as a as followers of Jesus. This is what the church should look like. This is how we can glorify God and then not glorify God in my own life. It's like, no, 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 I'm both. I'm an apostle, yes. That's my role. That's my office. But I'm also a follower of Jesus, and I'm going to run hard after him. Yes. Great reminder for all of us, no matter what you are. Hey, and you know what? Sometimes as a pastor, we got to remember that just to be a little confession to you. You know, as a pastor, you can, you know, you can teach the Bible, and you can uh, know the rules of the game and encourage people in how to get closer to Jesus and how important certain spiritual disciplines are. And um, you can become a master at um, leading worship services and creating worship services and running church business and all that. But if you aren't careful, you start knowing the rules of the game, but you're losing at the game. Come on, somebody. You can know the rules of the game, but you're losing at the game. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. That's why That's why when, I, when we read together, I want y'all to know, man, I, I take it seriously. It you know, that's why, you know, I, I'm open book. So sometimes these words, they touch my heart because I'm not just reading them and trying to teach you guys and trying to learn together. I'm, tr I'm trying to apply it to my own life. Sometimes the Holy Spirit he, he convicts me and touches me and corrects me. Because I'm not just I'm just I'm not just announcing the rules of the game. I want to I want to win the game. <laughs> Praise God. All right, you guys. Love you guys so much. Uh, this this verse was a lot about the uh, about church leaders and pastors. So sorry for all the like personal talk there, but I hope, hope it was beneficial and helpful to you. So, um, hey, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the word of God. Thank you for pastors and leaders and apostles, and prophets and evangelists. Um, God, thank you for those that you've put in the church to build up the body of Christ so that we could be mature. Uh, equipped for every good work, uh, Ephesians tells us, not tossing to and fro by every cunning and scheme of the enemy, by every wind of doctrine, Lord. So, so thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you've equipped the body of Christ with capable leadership. And uh, Lord, we pray that as leaders, and many of us on this place are leaders, I pray that um, we would be uh, always moldable and willing to learn and grow. And Lord, that we would not lose at the game, um, that we would... Um, that we would compete with self-discipline uh, as an athlete to win the prize, to see as many as possible come to know Jesus. So, Lord, today we become all things to all people so that by all possible means we might save some. Lord, thank you for my friends. Thank you for their heart. Thank you for this uh, community that is so cool as we share together and read together and pray together. 
And um, we thank you for it. We don't take it for granted. We pray your blessing on each person, whatever special need they have. If they need a touch of healing or encouragement today. I pray that you would grant it in great and incredible measure for your glory and for your namesake. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Thanks so much for being on today. Thanks for spending this time in the word and in prayer. Hope you have a great Thursday. Monday, we'll be picking up 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We are right on schedule with our uh, reading through the Bible in a year. So um, we uh, we will be doing that on Monday. So hope to hope you'll join us on Monday for 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Have a great Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll be worshiping Sunday at Bayside. Um, looking at core values, authenticity this week. So hope you have a great week. Thanks for being a part. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.